Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. What a historic night, and we're here to talk all about it. WrestleMania 35 here on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, man. Five and a half hours, but, and maybe not even with that, more with the pre show. I'm not going to lie, I want more. Oh, of course. What about you, Miss Anissa Barr? Thank you for joining me here on AfterBuzz TV. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I, you know, this whole WrestleMania um, weekend and or should I say week mm-hmm. has been amazing. You know, you had the Access, you had WrestleMania, then you had you know the other wrestling shows that are non WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's just. Uh, a, a great experience to go. I've never been, but, you know, it was a perfect night, and I was just so happy all weekend. And it's crazy, because it's kind of not even over, because Raw and SmackDown have become more... Must and NXT? Miss, or, no, no, I'm saying, like, this upcoming Raw and SmackDown, yes. like, uh, yeah, I guess you can say NXT, because it has a little bit of the, the, the matches before NXT that they taped on, on TakeOver that, like, we still have a lot more to go. Yeah. Like, at least five, six hours of just brand new wrestling content of the whole WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to talk I so know. much about it. Uh, <laughs> I know it just ended, but thank you for joining us here on AfterBuzz TV. You can listen to us on, on iTunes, SoundCloud, on YouTube. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. All the above. I'm just going to get into it because we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we Miss do. Miss Anissa Barr, what was your favorite moment of the night? And I don't want to hear like, I like this, I like that. No, no, no. Pick your one favorite moment of the night. Darn, I had a few. But um, to be quite honest, I actually marked out when John Cena, Doctor of Thugonomics, came out. When they showed the video package of... You know, the greatest baseball player, uh-huh. Babe Ruth. Um, I was a little confused at first. Everybody that I was with, I went to a WrestleMania party. So I was a little confused. We were all confused. We're like, okay, what does this have to do with anything? And then when John Cena came out, I was the only one marking out. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, are you kidding? And then I kind of looked back um, later on. You know, WrestleMania 22, he did a promo package kind of like that, but the old school mafia style Mm -hmm. with the black and white. So, you know, when John Cena came out, it bring me back memories because I remember, you know, obviously I was about 10, 11 years old when John Cena first came into the business. And I was around that age when he was doctor of thugonomics. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're at a different period of time now where he can't say certain things. It still felt. I was 10 years old again. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to see that we had a piece of John Cena tonight because we didn't know what was going to happen. And obviously the fans wanted to see John Cena versus Angle. But at the end of the day, we got John Cena. Everyone was excited. Hell, it was a great night. There was all these rumors going out. Uh, obviously, Cena's going to replace Corbin. I even heard a rumor earlier today that Cena was going to be the special referee oh, of Angle versus Corbin. I didn't hear that. Obviously, that did not happen. So are you completely satisfied with how they used John Cena, even though he wasn't in an actual match? Oh, completely. Because you have to remember where John Cena started in this business. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at John Cena as the Superman of, you know, of, of the WWE no offense, Roman Reigns, but, mm. 
John Cena did, did not forget where he started. And the fact that he did this was completely, uh, to me, amazing and brought back my 10-year-old self. Isn't it crazy? And I don't think this is going to be John Cena's last WrestleMania. No. But isn't it crazy how, even if it is, let's just say it is, because mm-hmm. uh, obviously he's doing movies and you know very successful ones at that, uh, that his first WrestleMania, even though it wasn't on the main show, it was on the pre-show where he did like a battle rap where he kind of talks smack about Fabulous and Jay-Z, um, you know, kind of a similar now, you know, full circle. Now he's, you know, pretty much pretty much did it the same to Elias. So right. I'll get into my favorite moment of the night uh, in a little bit because it's probably going to be our, our second topic of the night. <laughs> but obviously the main thing that everybody was kind of looking forward to, or most people, one of the things, because I think there was a lot of things to look forward to, was the women's triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, history in the making. Right. Um, it's weird to ask this question to a woman because okay. I don't want to make it feel like, oh, because you're a woman, you have to like it, you know? No. But what was it like for, you know, as a woman to to be a fan growing up right. and seeing the women main event for the first time? Definitely not the last time. Right. So this is where I, I've been asked this question a few times outside of, uh, you know, here. And this kind of – if. It is historic. It is more awesome. But I'm trying to block the fact that I love indie wrestling and indie wrestling, the women do main event sometimes. So I'm trying to block that as much as possible as I can while watching WrestleMania. But it's amazing how we come so far. You have to remember all the women that paved the way. You know, it doesn't matter who started it. Other, you know, women who you did pave the way. Don't matter if they were in bra and panties matches, little skits here and there. They were part of wrestling. They were part of the WWE. They were part of WrestleMania. They are, at the end of the day, they're part of history, and they made, you know, moments. And that's what wrestling is all about. You know, for me, I would wish Ronda wasn't a part of the main event at oh, WrestleMania. Wow. Why? I think because this really deserves... For me, honestly... I think this was for Becky and Charlotte. I okay. think those two women really deserve to be the main event, you know, just them two. And I get Rhonda. I understand that. You know, I don't have no problem with Rhonda. Mm-hmm. I did at first, but I started to understand and learn why she's here. So for me, I did get that part of those moments where we saw Becky and Charlotte only wrestle. And that was just awesome and amazing to me. What did you think of the actual match? Because I think a lot of people, I personally, mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I love the match. I love the finish just because I'm a big fan of finishes that really come out of nowhere. Right. What did you think of the finish? Because I loved were like, it Wait, too. That's it? I loved it too. I love being confused and not sure like, was that a mistake? Was that legit? Um, those are those moments where people can, you know, remember and you have you know a lot of people don't forget that when you're in a triple threat match every, you know a lot of things goes i mean i'm glad that they brought the table out mm-hmm. i'm glad you know every bit of part of this match each women each of those women were scratching and clawing crawling and claw, <laughs> scratching you know clawing and wanting to be the best they can be during that match and i think all three of those women proved it I agree. What did you think of the entrances? I mean, we had Joan Jett playing Ronda Rousey. I think that was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I love that type of era of music. Mm -hmm. I love the whole rock and roll, rock and roll Hall of Famer. That's who she is. Still killing it. Still amazing. I think I was so happy for Ronda at that moment because there's no other sports entertainment or should I say other sports that will do that for her. Obviously, in UFC, they're not going to, you know, 
have Joan Jett rock and roll at at the MGM casino in Vegas. They could. They've done well, it for she's Conor very McGregor. expensive. But I mean, they've done it for Conor McGregor. They had Sinead O'Connor sing out Conor McGregor one time. Yeah, but I mean, come on. But it's but it's, yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit different when it's when it's pro wrestling. And especially it's freaking Joan Jett. She's like probably very expensive. <laughs> I'm sure she was happy to do it. I'm sure she was happy to get all the the, the iTunes downloads of. I mean, obviously, I I remember her from Freaks and Geeks. That was her theme song for Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. So when Ronda first started coming out, I'm like, oh look, she's coming out to Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. So now, obviously, I think she's getting a lot more exposure mm-hmm. um, now and. WWE. Right. Um, what was that, your favorite entrance of the night of of those three women? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think by default, I'm gonna have to go with Ronda. Okay. Just because, I mean, I like the helicopter thing. Kind of reminded me of the Four Horsemen when they did it back in the day. Yeah, you know, with Charlotte, it's like jet flying and profiling. It's pretty much what she was doing. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I I dug it. I mean, I. Kind of curious where they're going to go from here. She's the double champion. Becky Lynch won. I mean, no spoiler. We all watched it. Let's be real. And everybody actually in the shout out to the chat room. We are watching. We are listening. We want to read every single comment. So please blow up the chat. We will definitely, uh, we have time to maybe maybe talk about whatever you guys have thought. I'm, I'm kind of curious what Joseph Boza thought, what Emmanuel Dominguez thought. I want to know what everybody thought of the show. Um, but going back to this match, we're, we're, what happens now? Because now Becky's a double champion. She's Raw and SmackDown. Uh, There's a lot of controversy in the last week with like Asuka. Obviously, a lot of people are upset about Asuka not even being on the Mania card. Obviously, right. she was on the pre-show. But do you, do you combine the, the, the championships? Do you keep them separate? Is she going to defend one on Raw? Is she going to defend one on SmackDown? What do you think is going to happen next with, with when it comes to this? Well, before I answer your question, I just want to say thanks to the WWE that pretty much listened to the fans when it came to Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to say right now. But back to your question. I think what will happen is because Asuka does have another opportunity to fight for that, for, for the, fight for the SmackDown championship. No, she so, really? How? Why? There's I no th- rematch clauses anymore. Why'd you watch the product? There's no... Yeah, well... they, they got rid of the rematch clauses, like, when the whole, like, oh, uh, blah, 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 McMahon's took over. Like, oh, there's no rematch clauses anymore. Oh, I don't remember what they said. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the next... We'll see what happens on SmackDown. What will happen? I mean, I hope Asuka, you know, has that opportunity to pretty much go after for the SmackDown champion, because I do think she... Uh, they they pretty much stole that one from her, but I, that's just me. I agree. We have Joseph Boza. I know uh, they. She think he thinks he's going to drop one of the belts soon. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't think they're going to vacate one. And one of the people in the chat thought they were going to vacate one. I don't think that's going to happen. I like Becky being kind of the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she's probably the most over reporter saying that she was the number one um, merchandise seller. Right. I mean, obviously. I mean, it's funny. You think of the man. Something so simple. Like there's, I'm curious what graphic designer thought of thought of, thought of the man T-shirt. I mean, it's so it's like the 316s T-shirt. I know it's something it's so simple, very simple. It's just crazy how that happens. Um, personally, I, I I I'm happy for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. I think this was the right call. Um, with that said, I would have liked. Thank you. What I would have liked uh, different time. I would have liked to see Kofi close out, close out the show. I think that in the last couple, like the past couple weeks, that was more organic. Um, I was afraid that Kofi Kingston uh, championship uh, win was going to get interrupted by like a Snickers commercial or by a clips <laughs> of access. That didn't happen. I'm happy for him. We actually have a friend of mine on the line, former AfterBuzz host, uh, a very deep friend of mine, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Mine too. 
if you can turn the stream down a little bit. Um, but uh, again, one of my favorite people, PCW Ultra commentator, New Japan PWG ring announcer, Christian Cole. Can you hear me, Christian Cole? Hello, hello. Yes, hello. Hello, how are you, Christian? Hey, what's going on, guys? You are here in your old stopping grounds of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> it's me, myself, and Anissa Barr. Hey, Anissa, George, how are you? Hi, good, good. How are you? So we're going to get straight to it. Uh, what did you think of the show? Oh, man, it was an, it was an awesome show. I mean... Hello? Hello? Hello, Christian? Uh, technical difficulties? Is that what it's called? Well, okay. Okay, sounds good. But yeah, we, we will talk about Kofi Kingston right now. Um, again, when you talked about my favorite moment of the night, mm-hmm. this was mine. Again, mm-hmm. I, and much, much respect to the women. I think the fact that this had to happen for the women, but I think it kind of, kind of got overshadowed in a great way by Kofi Kingston. This storyline has been one of my favorite storylines of the last month, you know, a couple months and a half. Christian Cole, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm back. Thank okay, you. Okay, okay, no problem. Uh, what was your favorite uh, moment of that? You said it was a great show, so you probably have tons of moments. That you yeah, that was your favorite. What were some of yours? Well, they gave us everything we wanted from top to bottom, but for me personally, it was it was Kofi Kingston. Oh, yeah. uh, Winning the WWE Championship, a title that has eluded many a man, uh, many a Hall of Famer. And Kofi Kingston comes in tonight after 11 years of grinding his way into a main event position, and he delivers. And, and what a hell of a match those two put together tonight to actually not only you know give the fans an incredible match, but to back up this championship victory from Kofi Kingston Great, incredible match. What did you think of the buildup? Like, at what point did you think, you know, in the last couple of weeks on SmackDown was, man, I think not only is this match going to happen, I really think Kofi has a good chance of, of winning. Like, did you think it was going to possible? It was going to be possible, or did you think there was just going to be another screw job finish where they cheat Kofi out of the win? Well, to tell you the truth, George, uh, they they really made me feel like you know there was no chance for Kofi tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was going to be another loss for Kofi, another disappointment, especially after we saw some awesome um, heroes of ours win at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw some title changes early. I thought Kofi had no shot. So for him to walk out with the title was a big statement from WWE on where they are right now and how they feel about him. And boy, did he earn it. And he certainly earned it in the 30 minutes that he and Brian uh, wrestled in that ring. That was absolutely an incredible match. To deliver uh, on a main event, in my opinion. Now, what what do you think is next for Kofi? A lot of people are, are on the internet. God forbid, you know the internet's always right uh, <laughs> that they want to see like a new day heel turn or something. Do you think it's just it's right, or do you think you know what these guys are so good? These should be the exception to like. Well, not every stable or team needs to disband. Like these are the one exception to the rule. Do you think that's going to end up happening, or do you think that should never happen? To me, the fans should probably just pop some champagne and celebrate this historic victory from Kofi Kingston, not only for himself, but for a culture that he represents, um, and, and not only uh, you know African-American culture, but wrestling culture, a guy who grew up a wrestling fan and wanted to be a, nothing but a wrestler and came in and did a lot of different sort of gimmicky things over the years and ends up 
with the crown, the WWE championship. I think the fans shouldn't worry too much about the heel turns or mm-hmm. what may happen with the New Day. One of the most charismatic groups, one of the best babyface things WWE has going right now. I think what they should do is just fall back a bit mm-hmm. and celebrate this huge win, uh, a historic win from Kofi Kingston. So we talked about Kofi Kingston, which you said that is probably your favorite, you know, night of of the night, favorite moment of the night. What you thought about the the whip triple threat for the women? Well, first of all, the women delivered. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about a physical, difficult, um, well thought out match from all three women in the main event. Um, I didn't think Becky was going to win. It was another another time for me where I thought, you know, we've had so many of our of of the guys we wanted to see, you know win a lot of title changes happened throughout the night i thought becky was going to be the one that di- that didn't get it and she uh she did and it was a great match it, it, you know it was absolutely fantastic to see them ab- to, to deliver really in the, in a position where they were asked to and um yeah really a great match so you are pretty much the voice of socal wrestling when it comes to ring announcing and you've announced a lot of women especially in the socal area what does it mean to you the fact that, you know, with the four of the women going for the tag team uh, championships, what do you thought about that match right there, especially two titles going on the line, especially when, you know, the women in SoCal scene, they do, you know, hold multiple t- championships? You know what? It, it, it's really interesting, the dichotomy that's presented over the weekend. If you, if you think about last night, one of my favorite speeches in the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony was Tori Wilson. Dude, me too. I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was just so raw and honest and real and confident and powerful in her speech. Um, she, she was very, you know, real when it came to discussing what re- women's wrestling has, you know, started from and how it's changed over the years and how we've gotten to this place. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, the women going on last was incredible and Tori and seeing sort of the difference in, 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 in the week and the passing of the torch from Saturday to Sunday night was a special thing. Awesome. Uh, we're going to wrap you up in a little bit. Uh, thank you very much for calling, Chris But One more thing. Have you seen the clip of MVP and Shad reacting to Kofi's victory, and did you cry or get teary-eyed when Kofi won? Because I know I did. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, my house absolutely erupted. I decided to host a little uh, event over here. We had about 15 or 20 people join us for WrestleMania. It's always an awesome time to, to host a party, as I'm sure many people can relate to, you know, having people over for the biggest wrestling event of the year. Uh-huh. Um, and and to, uh, to watch that happen, I, I was really emotional. I was more excited than I was uh, emotionally sad. Uh-huh. I, I was just jumping up and down, excited for, for what that was. And, you know, I did retweet on Twitter, at Action Cole. I, I tweeted the... Uh, the the Shad Gaspard moment. I mean, what a beautiful moment from him and Hassan to to share uh, as they watched an African American WWE champion uh, hold that championship up. And I mean, it really is. It's a historic night. I mean, you you can never say again that that isn't the case and that we haven't had a black champion. And Kofi Kingston, um, he he not only held the championship up, but he did it with an, a kick-ass match. I mean, yeah. what an incredible match those two had tonight. Now, we obviously plug you on Twitter, X-T-I-A-N, Cole. Uh, I know we have PCW yes. Ultra, which I will see you in June. <laughs> Do you have anything else coming up for you? No, just uh, PWG. I've been working with Impact Wrestling, and uh, I've missed you guys over there at, at mm-hmm. AfterBuzz. So um, thank you, um, George, for having me on, and, no, and Anissa. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back inside and watch this show again. I really am. <laughs> I don't have to work in the morning. So right, I'm going to go check out this show for a second time. <laughs> Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything, Christian Cole. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Right on, guys. Cheers. All right. Take care, buddy.
So just to kind of go off his sentiments, like 100% everything about Kobe Kingston. And I know I don't want to get too much into maybe like an underlying issue because I don't want to, you know, make up something that maybe isn't really there. But when he says like people like us, like I don't look at it as a black or white thing. Like I look at it as guys like Kofi Kingston, who's been busting his ass for 11 years. Maybe they saw him as like... And I don't want to sound cliche, but like, like he he really was a B plus player, you know. With with Daniel Bryan, I think it's a little bit different because we all knew that like he was the best, you know what I mean? Like somebody like him. But I feel like they saw Kofi as somebody who, oh yeah, he's a good hand, you know. But like really, like we didn't. I I, I like that the fans really got behind him because it's like, wow, I didn't know I loved Kofi this mm-hmm. much. I think it's because you know when you know Xavier Woods uh, said this in an interview. That pretty much he told Vince, hey, let me put something together. If mm-hmm. it doesn't work, then you can fire me. Yeah. And he, that's what he did. He put, you know, Biggie and, and Kofi Kingston because at the time they didn't know what to do with those two. And you really have to applaud Xavier Woods, the fact that he, you know, put the new day together, mm-hmm. how far they come. And not only that, if this wouldn't happen, we wouldn't know what would Kofi Kingston's status at the WWE mm-hmm. would be. And the fact that Kofi Kingston is our new WWE champion, it brings so much emotion to everyone. I don't want to discredit the World Heavyweight Championship because, uh, you know, Booker T, Mark Henry, um, even like Ron Simmons. Right. But like WWE Championship, that's the lineage. You know? Exactly. So... I was saying this to somebody, you know, when I said this person, you know, Kofi Kingston is the first African-American WWE championship. You want to say, okay, seriously, I'm tired of people saying, oh, The Rock got it or Roman Reigns. First of all. No, I'm going to say Roman. I'm talking about The Rock. Okay, the, no, I'm sorry, but Roman. I mean, the Rock is half black, half Samoan. But I mean, like, but but, but nobody t- us nobody here is here to sit there and say somebody's not African American because his dad is completely African American. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to like sit there and like generalize. Like, oh, well, he's not this. Let's be honest. The Rock is more about his Samoan heritage than his black heritage. I said it. I mean, I don't I know. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I think nobody can make that assumption except for The Rock himself. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? You're right. That, that's my point. And, and I think, again, to me, it's more about black or white thing. I mean, he. Right. I think that he is the 51st WWE champion in the history of the WWE. Right. And despite what anybody else thinks, Kofi Kingston, as a professional wrestler, as a performer of the WWE, this guy is entertaining mm-hmm. and can put on a damn show. Mm-hmm. And. At the end of the day, he's our WWE championship um, champion, and hopefully, you know, we see him rise up even more. And you know, who's the next person he's going to be facing at the next pay per view? What's going to happen on SmackDown? Very excited. I'd love to see him. There's so many possibilities. Daniel Bryan rematch, Randy Orton, you know, AJ Styles, which I think would be a phenomenal match just to see him and AJ Mm -hmm. would would kill it. But yeah, topping down, this was probably one of my favorite uh, moments in all of Mania. Just definitely, like, I did get very a little. Emotional. I did, yeah, I did get a little emotional, just like I got emotional when Naomi won the SmackDown Women's Championship. But um, you know, happy for Kofi. Yeah, but speaking of another championship, the Universal Championship. Now, it's it's easy for me to say in hindsight, I knew this was going to happen. But once I saw that this was going to open the mat, oh, oh, this was going to open the show. 
I was like, we're going to get everything that, that we want. Because for me, it's everybody wanted Becky to win. Everybody wanted Seth to win. Everybody wanted Kofi to win. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a five and a half hour show. You're not going to put all that in a matter of two, three hours. Right. So what are you going to do? You're going to spread them out as much as you can. You're going to open the show with that. Mm-hmm. You're going to make people forget about that. You're going to put it in the middle of the show with what you want. And then you're going to end the show. Not to say that like I didn't, I didn't watch with... With you know, with clothes or whatever, like I, I, I still like I didn't think like, oh my god, this, 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 this show sucks because I already know what's going to happen because of the format. It's just that it made sense to me once I saw that I was going to open the show. Now I know a lot of people are going to sit there and say, oh well, Brock is really upset because he's not the main event. Brock is really upset because you know he's he's he he he, he they made him lose the belt. You know, I I think they like to work the fans when it comes to Brock, especially with the whole throwing the universal champion to championship to to. To Vince, you know, but that's just me personally. Again, you, you can ask anybody I was watching. I was like, they, they're spreading it out as much as they can. Right. I mean, I was shocked at the fact that they were putting that as no, the no, me first too. Title. Absolutely, I like, what? absolutely. I, I, I know. I read something on the internet, <laughs> but that like AJ and Orton was going to open the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was going to be the first match, and it coincidentally was the second match. But again, once I saw it, I'm like, there's no way that Brock Brock wins right now. They have to, like, spread out everything that everybody wants. Because, again, you can't just put them back to back to back. Right. You know what I mean? From, like, a production standpoint, like, why would you do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So what did you think of the match? I know it was kind of like – and by the way, I did say it was going to be a quick match. Uh, <laughs> but what did you think? Like, I mean, obviously, we're all fans. So we all root for Seth. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. wants to see Brock Lesnar. And especially after the comments that Rollins has made in the last, uh, right. you know, couple weeks or so about <laughs> Brock being selfish and bad for the business. Like – where you're like, finally, you know, finally Brock isn't the champion? Yeah. I, what you mean, Seth? Um, yeah, I was happy for Seth because now we get to see the title um, more. <laughs> and we get to see the title pretty much being on pay-per-view shows, mm-hmm. <laughs> every single pay-per-view show. But I also think, you know, you know, like you, the internet is saying, you know, who knows if it's true or not. Um Brock, you know, maybe the reason why Brock Lesnar dropped the title is because he's going to be training for his UFC fight yeah. that's happening in August, yeah. and that takes, you know, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, it, you know, I'm always going to be a fan of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to root for him in the UFC. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'll root for him here and there in WWE, and that's the beauty about pro wrestling. You know, you love, you know, the heels at one point, and then you hate that, you know, you hate them in the second point, but. Overall, this match, I think they rung the bell too long. Like they, like them trying to ring the bell, like that, that was just like, come on, hurry up and do it. Mm-hmm. Because we, I was confused. A lot of people were confused. It's like, did they already ring the bell? Did they not? And right then and there, when you know they should have just done it right away. Hey, ring the bell and then get the match going. Um, I, I enjoyed the match. I, you know. It shows how much Brock Lesnar can actually kick anybody's ass, and um, pretty much doesn't really care. You, okay, so you, so you so you said you enjoyed the match. Yeah, I have a friend Sean that said the match sucked. Now maybe was that your expectation for the match? Because you hear Seth Rollins WrestleMania, you you automatically think maybe he's going to steal the show. Well, maybe because I like violence when it comes yeah, to yeah. you know wrestling, so I like. I mean, I don't want them to be, you know, injured and be no, gone course. for six months. But I like to see, you know, a little intensity in the match, you know, throw them outside of the ring, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do something. I enjoy those type of matches because it makes me believe and feel in that match. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'm a little torn about this match, to be honest with you. <laughs> Are uh, you like, sad the fact that Seth Rollins I thought is, it was is be, champion? No, 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 not at all. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Oh, okay. that I just thought the match itself was going to be a little bit more exciting. With Bob Brock Lesnar, I'm not, not a fan, but his matches are all the same. You right. beat him up, suplex, suplex. Because especially with the way they kind of built it when the match first was announced, where, and they even said it on TV, against bigger guys, you tend to be the same form relaxed. But when you, when you face smaller guys like Finn Balor, like Daniel Bryan, those matches are, I mean, realistically, those matches are a lot more exciting. And they even kind of said it on, on TV where, like, you know, you, you tend to, it, they tend to be a lot closer when it's a smaller guy. So I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, we're going to see a match that's going to be on the level of a Daniel Bryan, of a Finn Balor. We didn't see that. So, so with this match, um, I honestly thought at one point when he was when Seth was giving him a curve stomp, he was going to jump up just like the Randy Orton and oh, spot, and catch him but and catch him. And, mm-hmm. That would have been badass. That would have been badass. But I guess we, we didn't see that. Exactly. You know? <laughs> you, know, you know, there's a lot of spots that people – with Russell, with this uh, pay per view, should have have to you know took in those spots, you mm-hmm. know spots. But overall, um, I'm happy that Seth is the Universal Champion because we now get to see what's next for you know Seth Rollins. I mean, is you know we all know supposedly Dean Ambrose is might be leaving, but does this mean that maybe he's not leaving and was like, hey, I want to go for that title because you know. Dean Ambrose has only been a WWE championship, but he hasn't been the Universal champion. I think he's gone. I Sorry, know. I know you're a big fan. No, I know. I mean, I, I, I hope he is. And um, you know, uh, oh, I'm gonna get a little emotional. Um, Dean Ambrose is pretty much. I've been watching him since 2009, mm-hmm. and that guy pretty much saved my life when it comes to personal reasons. And I have his indie name tattooed on me, so I want to thank Marie for letting you know telling him mm-hmm. when she met him at Access. And if Dean decides to leave WWE, I hope he either takes a break for a few months with mm-hmm. wrestling and heals his body up, and maybe come back. Or hell, go back to doing what you love, and de- and that's death matches, mm-hmm. and you know go to CCW, you know. So I don't know. We'll see what's next, and tomorrow anything's possible. Anything is possible. So, Maybe we might see like a farewell match between them, you know. But because speaking of farewell matches, yeah. we had Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Uh, this was kind of I don't want to say controversial, but a lot of people didn't think this was going to happen. But guess what? It happened. I won five dollars from because <laughs> I, I thought this match was going to happen. Um, obviously, Cena didn't happen, which we already talked about. Uh, no taker. No, no taker at all for the no. first time since WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. No taker sighting at all. Uh, well, I, heard, I mean, on social media, he was sighting, yeah, but he wasn't on. Who cares? who cares what we didn't see on on, on WrestleMania? <laughs> but. I mean, I didn't think the match was bad. No, I, I didn't. really didn't. You know, you got to give props to Kurt Angle for doing that moonsault. Oh man! You know, and I, I, I think because of that, that was so like poetic mm-hmm. because we 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 always remember hitting Kurt Angle. I think he hit the moonsault like one time and he broke Bob Holly's arm one time. <laughs> but like he always usually missed on that, especially the big cage, you know, moonsault where he missed. But right. He usually missed that moonsault, so that kind of like. You know, that was kind of his downfall. But, again, I didn't dislike this match. I didn't think it was, like, obviously best match because I, I think that was Kofi Bryant. But I didn't think this match was bad. No. I think, I think it was great. I think the right person won. I think I, – I, I didn't think it was bad at all. And I think if – and I was asking a friend because I was, I was at a party and we were, like, talking. Like, oh, I don't like what they do with Corbin. I'm trying to explain to him, like, do you miss back in the day when there were clear-cut baby faces and clear-cut heels where you'd boo the heel – 
you know, because they would do nothing, you know, nothing good. You're like, yeah, I miss those days. Introduce me to introduce you to Bar- to Baron Corbin, because that's what essentially he is. Like so that, the fact right. that you don't want him to be cool, you don't want him to be funny, you don't want him to have cool moves. Because guess what? He's not trying to be cheered. So again, the fact that Baron Corbin got the reaction that he did leading up to the match, I think you know that's a heel. Do you think this was the right opponent for Kurt no, Angle? No, no, no. But again, I think with Kurt Angle on his way out, and especially if this is really is his last match. <laughs> uh, like, who are you going to put over? Are you are you going to put over a guy that doesn't need to get put over? Or are you going to put over a guy that pretty much is going to benefit from this match? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's good. It's easy to talk like a fan. But guess what? You know, business still goes on. You, you know what I mean? So I think this is the right finish. I think this is the right call in hindsight. Obviously, we were all like, really? Like, Corbin is going to be the last match? But, again, now that we think about it, I think it makes perfect sense. Okay. What do you think, What Anissa? do you think? Well, <laughs> I I think this was a solid match. To me, I didn't – at first I didn't think Corbin was the perfect person because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, inst- Corbin is like instant booze all around. <laughs> and But I think that's a heel. But you, Right. But, you know, when I – after this match, I really thought, okay, this was a good opponent for Kurt Angle mm-hmm. because Corbin is not – how do I say in the nicest way? Corbin is not like a Seth Rollins or a, one of the 205 guys, like very yeah. fast. And he's not trying to be. And, and that's fine. So I think that's why they put him with Baron Corbin because Kurt Angle is in a stage where we all know he can't go no. any longer. And even though, you know, you have to also think – the McMahon family for letting him, you know, have his special moment. The fact that he came out in his, you know, jacket from back in the day. From Team like, Angle, yeah. I thought it that was, was cool. I, you know, and the medals. And it was, you know, I mean, maybe another perfect moment was if he would have had Shelton Benjamin, you know, <laughs> walk him down the aisle with him. So overall, I enjoyed this match. I thought this was a really good way for him to go out. But then again, Every single wrestler don't technically doesn't retire, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see, and we'll see what's next for Baron Corbin. Right. I and think Kurt done. You think so? I think he's done. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with uh, Baron Corbin and what's the next step for him. I uh, first off, I thought the show was phenomenal. Uh, my only, my only, like little tiny thing, uh, and again, this just goes back to just maybe I, I, I'm so interested in putting together a show. Mm-hmm. Like I love that aspect of it. Um, but you had Kurt Angle's farewell, uh, being next to, uh, Triple H's match, which was like, oh, if he loses, he's done. But then you had, uh, his match being like a no holds barred match, but then you had a false count anywhere match with Miz and Shane, which essentially is like, they're kind of the same match, except that one of them, you can do pinfalls anywhere. Yeah. Um, so that was my only thing. I was like, there's a kind of like a lot of similarities in, in some of these segments. Uh, but we can talk about Triple H versus Batista, where if Triple H lost, you know, obviously he would have retired. Mm-hmm. Now, this there's a good chance that this might be Batista's last match. Right. You, know, you know, like yeah. I don't see him doing much uh, else out there. From what I heard, that from what I hear, uh, and he he's on Lillian Garcia's Chasing Glory podcast. Where tomorrow, where um, like I think he was just looking for closure, and I think he might have gotten it gotten it now. Which I mean, it, the build up to me was whatever because I never got the sense. I mean, now maybe you can explain it to me. I don't know. I'm gonna hear what you think. Why was Batista so obsessed with a match with Triple H? Here to beat Triple H at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to beat him again? 
one. What did you think of the storyline? You know, it's no question about that these two guys have history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about but like, it. But, like, why is Batista chasing Triple H? He already beat him for the belt. He beat him, like, three straight pay-per-views in 2005. Oh, that's true. So that that, that was my only oh, thing. That's true. I, I, I I knew that the match was going to be fine. Like I mean, it wasn't bad. Like it it kind of dragged. It was actually the longest match of the night. To be do honest you with think you. this was to help Batista boost up his um, Hollywood like movies and stuff like that, or or do you think it's because Batista wanted to enjoy the glory moment of uh, of being a wrestler? I think I think. We, I mean, I've, I've heard interviews with him recently, and he always say, and we all we hear the rocks hit all the time. There's nothing compared to being in that crowd. There's no oh, no like in more instant gratification than being in front of a of crowd, especially that size of WrestleMania. Um, and I know Batista, especially with the way he kind of left the previous two times, with like the first time just saying I quit, and the second time just kind of doing the wave goodbye. Like I don't know, I just feel like he he didn't want that to be the ending. You know, and I know he's been saying for years, like, if I'm going to have one more match, one more program, it's going to be with Hunter. Now, like, I, I get it. I get the real reason why he wants to have that last match with with Triple H, because obviously they're really, really close. I would have liked to see him against Brock or maybe even Bobby Lashley. You know what I mean? But, like, I just didn't want to see. And, and this is one of my pet peeves about Brock as well, um, where it's like, I don't want to see somebody come back to face the same people. Like, Brock's first match back was with John Cena. A couple months later, he was facing, like, the big show. Like, we saw that in his first run. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see the same thing. So and then like, we see, like, Zach Gowan show up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I didn't want to see, like, the same stuff. So it's like, when I saw Batista's coming back with to face Triple H, like, I mean, I knew it was going to be good. Like, I'm not saying it was going to be bad, but it just, we saw it at Mania 21. I didn't like the storyline. Of, of I thought it started I th- great. This, it started great. It did. But it was like, give me what I want. Like, bro, you forgot your lines because you kept <laughs> yeah, repeating I, and I, repeating I, that. I, I think, yeah. and, and which is fine because that happens in wrestling all the time, you know. So, you know, so um, for me with this match, I I enjoyed a little bit, you know, the spot where he pulled out his nose ring. And I'm like, yeah. did that come really? You're going to I thought the crying. booking of the match was weird in the beginning. Like like he, Hunter was more heel like as opposed to Batista being like the it, victim. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Yeah, I think it's because he, I think because Triple H is so close to Ric Flair, he had you know he was like yo like that Ric Flair is it's like probably a father figure to mm-hmm. him even though his father's still alive. Mm-hmm. You know they have that special bond, so maybe he wanted to hurt him so bad and feel the pain that he felt when he saw Ric Flair being dragged down yeah. um, backstage at Raw. And there was a lot of good spots um, of this match. I enjoyed, um, first of all, Batista does not know how to take a pedigree anymore. <laughs> um, I was, no, homeboy, don't. I think it's time for Batista to just end his yeah, run. I think, I th- honestly, um, I, I think he's done. Knowing what I know, I, I think he's done. I think I think he's completely fine with his last match being. We're Triple now H. getting to the point where some of these wrestlers that came, that started in the early 2000s, they're, you know, some of them can't keep up and there's some of them that can't anymore. And, you know, a lot of people may agree with me or not agree, but I think Batista just can't do it no more. And I'm very, I'm still happy for him. He's still, you know, doing movie roles, mm-hmm. you know, doing the Marvel movies um, and becoming very successful mm-hmm. in this entertainment of of Hollywood. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy for his success, but, you know, at the same time, like, like you know, wrestling, you know, is there, but 
Your yeah, time is done. I'm always curious about some of these wrestlers, and even us as fans, where what do we want to see with closure? I, I think of Bret Hart as, like, the perfect example, as mm-hmm. in, like, after 97, he obviously retired from WCW and just mm-hmm. retired wrestling because of every right. stroke, everything happened, you know? But no matter, even though we knew he wasn't going to wrestle, we were all like, man, I want to see him come back to WWE. Why? You know what I mean? <laughs> so he comes back, he does a DVD, great. Oh, we want more. Oh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Or no, no, we want to see him back in the ring. Right. You know, even even if it's like a promo. Cool. He does the Hall of Fame in 2006. Oh no, we want to see him back in the like in the middle of the ring. You know, and it wasn't until like he came back in June, I think it was January 4th or 3rd or whatever, 2010, where it's like, all right, cool. Now we finally got to see Brett back in the ring. I know he's not going to wrestle. He had a couple matches, which is kind of like a throwaway. But it's like, cool. Now we got our closure. Like. I don't know. I think as as fans, as a wrestler, like, and it's so weird, but it's like, I think as as for me, knowing Batista, I mean, I know not personally, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I think this is exactly what he wanted. Not to be, not to quote his promo, like he got what he wanted. He, he I think it bothered him for a while. Now it's like, I got my match with Hunter. I got to go out at WrestleMania. Cool. I'm good. You know, now I can dedicate my time to, for Hollywood. Right. Well, good luck to Batista. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors. And today, Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are. And you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and friends following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. So yeah, again, we, we mentioned the Foss County where now you had the No Holds Barred featuring a McMahon, mm-hmm. which was, you know, kind of... Re- again, I thought it was kind of weird that, like, both McMahons that wrestle, obviously Hunter and then and Shane, well, kind Hunter's of is the same match. He's, he's he a, really is. He's a Helmsley. But he really is a McMahon, <laughs> if you really think about it. Uh, especially with the way that things are going about him taking over the company, which I'm, I'm, which I'm fine with, by the way, considering how perfect of a show NXT TakeOver was. But oh, you yeah. had Shane McMahon and The Miz, which was a Foss Count Anywhere match now. Now, this one went all over the place. I mean, Shane has kind of been known to kind of steal the show at Mania. Were you satisfied with what we saw from Shane McMahon? Hell yeah. I mean, I I do the um, after show for Ms. and Mrs. here, uh-huh. and we're now continuing the first season. We took a hiatus. We're now back. Um, and I love The Miz. Not saying because I do the show, but I've been a fan of The Miz for about a few years now. And when I say a few years, because when he first came into this business, I was annoyed by this kid. I was like, oh, my God, go away. And a lot of people doubted him and say, hey, you know, you're just a kid that's going to be here for maybe a year or two, max maybe three. But then you saw but him die hard of a you fan. Die hard you know, a fan. He loves it. How passionate he is. Yeah. And... I like the fact that, you know, he has evolved and changed a lot of things about him. He is so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Very kill, He's very likable. Like, I mean, that's face. how great of a heel he was. Exactly. Because like, he's so likable that, like, he, he's so great as a heel. But now it's like, I think we're kind of seeing and a little bit more And he knows how to talk. Yeah. And that's one thing that I love about The Miz is that he knows how to talk good or bad. But with this match, though, I I was a little shocked that they brought his father in yeah. <laughs> to this, into this. And I, I was just a little nervous for him because, you know, he is not a wrestler, obviously. And I know sometimes they do bring family into the storyline. But, 
you know, hey, shout out to the, you know, Mrs. Dad for taking that punch. His name is George, by the way. George, sorry. George Mazanin. George, George Mazanin. Or, um, so shout out to him and, you know, give him props for doing that. I thought them going into the crowd, it was just very different because we usually don't see wrestlers go uh-huh. in the crowd, especially at WrestleMania. It's not common. I enjoyed every single moment of this match Mm -hmm. and um, shout out to pretty much Shane for taking (laughs) the the bumps, you know, where Mm -hmm. he punched him and then he, you know, dropped um, on the golf cart. uh, And then that was crazy. That was a crazy bump. That bump on Ronda earlier, too, was crazy. Well, she's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, overall, I love this match. I love The Miz. Uh, let, I want to know what else is next for, you know, this storyline. Is, is it still going to continue or is this just is what it is? I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of The Miz. Did you go to SmackDown after after Survivor Series? Yeah. Miz got, like, the biggest babyface pop of the night. Oh, yeah. Like, after the show when it was Daniel Bryan versus The Miz? Right, yeah, yeah. Like, The Miz was like, I'm like, dude, like, they're it's totally going to, they can totally do something as a babyface with The Miz. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he's WWE Championship material. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon with, you know, The Miz. I think he's a babyface now and Kofi Kingston. But I think at some point, I want to really see him as a world champion again. So do I. And especially, um, I would like to see him as a babyface as a champion. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, be, I think he's know, a very likable guy. I think I love Miz and Mrs. Like, I think even before, like, I, you say you're a fan, like, from like, a couple years, I've always loved the Miz. Yeah, he was a little annoying in the beginning, mm-hmm. but, like, his promos is just what, like, in 09, th- those are what, like, captured me. Like, mm-hmm. he, he would add these killer promos against, like, MVP. Right, right. I thought, I thought he was amazing. Um, but a match that I personally was looking forward to, and I'll have a little bit to say about this the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Okay. Yeah. God, yeah. A lot of people. Iconics, uh, Divas of Doom, even though I don't think you're allowed to say Divas anymore, Beth Phoenix and Natty, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina, and obviously the champions, Bailey and Sasha. Uh, first off, when you first heard this match announced, were you satisfied with what this match was going to be? Because I remember back in the day, I thought it was going to be Bailey and Sasha against uh, Trish and Lita. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Then I heard there was going to be a match with like one team from each brand. Love that, too, just because I thought it was going to be, like, Kyrie and Iro Shirai. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I will still go on record and say it might, might not happen, but I still want to see the Bellas have a tag team title run. Um, but what did, you th- what did you think of the match? And, like, do you think that was the right teams for this match? I'm so happy the Iconics won. Um, I, I listened to their story on the Lillian Garcia's podcast, and they've been doing this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think that. You know, think that or know that, but they've been a tag team when they first started, you know, training. And, um, you know, I liked their outfits, especially, you know, Peyton Royce. She very, you know, paid homage to Eddie Guerrero Uh because that's her favorite wrestler. And I really believe that because these two women, let's face it, these two women are pretty much tag team ever since we saw them in NXT. They were always together. Mm-hmm. And, um, they got signed together. They got, exactly. Yeah. You know, and these two women really deserve this these titles because now other, you know, best friends, 
can look up to these women and be like, hey, if me and my best friend like professional wrestling and we grew up together watching it, we can be like these women as well. I thought, you know, Beth Phoenix was phenomenal. You know, she did an amazing job. I really enjoyed the fact that Brett, you know, did come out and, you know, that was very, very special. I like the, you know, matching outfits. You know, Sasha and Bailey are Sasha and Bailey and, you know, they're always going to be the first WWE mm-hmm. tag team because you know WWE had women's tag team back in the day, but let's just say you know it is what it is. Um, I'm surprised that Nia wasn't involved as as a lot as I expected her to be mm-hmm. in this match. She, uh, but you know, she looked amazing and beautiful and pretty much badass. But you have to give props to her. She did what she needed to do during that match and. This really shows that women are now taking over in WWE. The chat room, not really a big fan of my Bella Twins comment, but and I and they might not be a fan of what I'm about to say is like Uh-oh. iconics. I, I from an in ring standpoint, I think they still need a lot of work. I think they they are a little step behind as an act itself. I absolutely love it. Like I, again, I know their story. I, I've heard them on the podcast. Right. I, I've, I've Follow them, <laughs> George. Read it. Yeah, I do read the comments. Um, I, you know, I follow them. You know, I, I love their journey. Uh, it, I, I, it goes back to like their their match at Super Showdown in front of Australia, which I'm sure was their super emotional for yeah. them. So seeing them, and I tweeted it. I'm like, and I didn't say this to be funny. Yeah. I was like, I really expected the Iconics to cry, like in their entrance, because like I didn't think they were going to win. To be honest with you, right. but I, I just because I know how much it means to them. You know, like they're not just some act that just kind of came in and were put on the pre-show. Um, in a Battle Royal match. Mm-hmm. Not to say there's anything wrong with that. You know, last year, Peyton Royce was on a uh, Battle Royal, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the pre-show. Now, this year, like, they're featured not only in the match, but actually won. And I'm a big fan of that, of, like, when, you know, when people get legit emotional, like, you know, Sasha, Bailey, like, all those people where it's, like, it really means a lot to them. Like, you hear a lot of, like, smart marks, even, like, maybe some wrestlers be like, oh, Belts are just props, you know. Oh, belts don't mean anything. They're just they're they're given to you, you know. Oh, you, you know this and that. Like wrestling's fake or wrestling's, you know, just all script. And like, I'm not telling you're wrong, but like for you to say like you know that that might mean that to you, but don't speak for them, especially because, if they're not in the business. And yeah, that's one thing that bothers me because like all these people, uh, you to, and I, I both I, I know. Hate to, hate to cut you off, but like a lot of people, no. a lot of people say like, oh, Hall of Fame means nothing. It's not a real Hall of Fame. Tell that the guys that that got inducted to the Hall of Fame because I'm sure it means a lot to them. Right. You know, so you have you are no person to speak about them. You know, so seeing the iconics, like knowing how emotional it was for them to be the champions, like these are like. The tag team champions, like, yes, we maybe saw a, a small incarnation of it in the late 80s, but, like, this one's here to stay now. You know, this one isn't going to go anywhere. This mm-hmm. one's in no danger uh, of being vacated or defunct. You know, this is here to stay. And for the Iconics to be who they are, best friends, like, really, like, their journey is, like, all together. Like, man, like, to me, there's no better story for, for the team than them, you know? They, they didn't come in, like, Revival are one of the best teams ever, mm-hmm. but, like, they didn't come in... They didn't come in like as a team. They came in as singles, and they're like, "Oh, cool! I think we might fit as a team." No, no, no. The Iconics, like their team, like they're. I mean, they might go their separate ways in the future, but they know for a fact that this is theirs to say. Regardless of how I feel about their in-ring abilities, like they are just a phenomenal act. They deserve it. They they are great. They every, they deserve everything that that one, one of my favorite moments of the night. Well said, and I hope that you know back in the day we saw TLC with. The Hardys, Christian, and Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. I hope 
we get to see a women's TLC yeah. match I know for we the saw, tag titles. I know we saw a women's TLC match for the singles, for the SmackDown right. women's, but I agree. I, I think at some point we should see... You know, because without a doubt, you know, if you want to compare these women to the 90s of tag team... they're similar but also different and it's not and i don't mean about gender i mean about the wrestling skills so i hope we get to see you know more tag team matches um like tlc or you know just a a, basically a basic ladder match for the titles and even with the iconics like and and i say these things knowing that i know they're getting better every single week Mm -hmm. you know like i love their promo anytime they talk i I don't know if it's just the accent but just like their whole demeanor like to me i i i I am fully invested anytime they have a microphone every time they have an interview every every time they have a promo i love it every single time uh but another fatal four-way match we saw on mania was for the smackdown men's tag team championships uh oscar black ricochet shinsuke nakamura and rusev uh the usos and the bar Yes. Now, another four-way match kind of reminded me of WrestleMania 20, where mm-hmm. you had two, you know, four-way matches for the tag belts for, for the Raw and SmackDown belts. I know they weren't called that back then, but Yeah, whatever. well, um, but we, we saw it. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I can speak for you automatically, where okay. we love seeing Alistair Black and Ricochet make their WrestleMania debut. Yes! You know, obviously, we both follow them on the indies. Me, me more yes. so Ricochet. I wasn't really too familiar with Tommy End on the indies, but I did follow Ricochet a lot. Well, neither did... Same with you. You know, I followed Ricochet's career... Uh, when you know he did PWG, and by all means, if you want to see old school Ricochet, I say go watch old school Ricochet PWG versus Leo Rush. They always those two guys always kill it. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, follow you know you and I follow his career PWG, and then Lucha Underground as you know. So, and then Alistair Black, you know, Alistair Black is just like I something about him I just love and. You know, I wasn't super familiar with him when, um, you know, when he first came into NXT, but I did my research and I'm like, oh, okay, now Mm -hmm. I get it. And, you know, just watching his old matches a few weeks ago on PWG, this guy is just, you know, his in-ring skill is unbelievable. Uh, I could watch this guy every single Mm -hmm. day. And, you know, I love the fact that he's true to himself and... I love everything about his entrance. You know, I wish I could have an entrance like that. You know, everything he believes in, whatever he believes, I totally, you know, enjoy and love. And Zelina Vega, you're a lucky, <laughs> you're a lucky woman because, you know, they're just, you know, a powerful mm-hmm. couple. But with Ricochet, I like the fact that these two are a tag team, and these guys don't need to wear the same, you know. Clothes, I'm a big, outfits. I'm a big stickler for that. I, I, but even they don't though, need to. Because I know they are just <laughs> I, amazing. I, I mentioned that earlier you know. to a friend. I'm like, I hate when because even like Nakamura and Rusev, they're not re- like a real team. I think, but they. Kind of I mean, they the did, same. they yeah, did they match did today. Match, yeah. <laughs> but um, um, overall, this and you know. I don't know. I just, I just loved Alex. I just love Alex Black. Yeah, he's like he's my amazing. favorite. And Ricochet. I, Shout I, out to Ricochet. You know, going, you know, doing those. Fr- I don't three sixty four sixty. It was a lot of spinning in the air. A nice little fact that I'm sure people have already realized, and this is something that might not ever ever happen again. Ricochet and Aleister Black, in a matter of six days, wrestled for the Raw Tag Team Titles, the NXT Tag Team Titles, and the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. 
Yeah. Did you know, did you know that? Now that you you said it, it yeah. it's processing like, oh, to yeah. my mind. Because yeah, I know, crazy. yeah, he did the. I, I obviously covered the NXT show, so I did see that match. And yeah, kudos to them. I mean, they pretty much they had like three of the like, the best matches over the last week. You know, obviously on Raw, SmackDown, and, and, and or Raw Mania and NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of which. What's next for each guy? Like, I mean, my prediction is Ricochet goes to Raw and Alistair goes to SmackDown. Do you think they're going to stay a team? Mm. And what did you think of the match as well? I, I enjoyed the match. I thought the Usos did. You know, I'm very excited that Usos did retain the titles mm-hmm. uh, because I, I think the reason why they won it because they just signed a mm-hmm. multi-million deal. But I try knows? not to look into that too much. You know, yeah, but I, I feel like it with pops like up the Usos here and once, there. Once I saw that match was going to happen and not going to be in the pre-show, I'm like, the Usos have to win. Like, right. the fact that they were in the company for so long without an, a, a Mania match, a main card Mania match, and they barely got it last year, and they got squashed by the Bludgeons with the New Day. Like, they deserved to have that Definitely. Mania moment. Like, they deserve to go over. They're one of the top three teams in the entire world. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Yes, the number one are the books. But I do think, like, the Usos are, like, up there, like, with the with the revival. Like, top three teams are, are those three. Right. And those guys need that moment because they deserve it. Right. You know, regardless of if they sign or not, like, they deserve it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Like, they've killed it every single time they're on TV. And I did like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's outfit. It was very, um, very stylish. Do we, what do you think about Nakamura? Now, now again, another another thing is, like, he won the Royal Rumble last year. He was mania against AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. And now he's one of eight men for the SmackDown uh, tag team titles. I think they just don't know what to do with him. I think that's why they just throw him in with Rusev. They don't know what to do with him. They just because, have too many people on the roster. Well, okay, let's face it. <laughs> how many freaking Japanese wrestlers do they have? And how Handful? many? If that? Despite NXT. So just one? Two. Who's Os- the other one? Asuka. Oh, that's meant men. I was talking about uh, men. No. Yeah. But it's like, Shinsuke Nakamura. You got they signed him because he was the top of the freaking mm-hmm. guy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And within a few years of him being there, he's in a position where he's not even the top star anymore. And it, it, it same thing with Asuka, you know? So I, I'm I just hope that we get to see Shinsuke Nakamura back on top of, you know, SmackDown again and maybe going after the championship because Nakamura is so entertaining, even though he's a heel. Kofi versus Nakamura. Why not? I love it. I know. There's so many the, possibilities the, of Kofi's the Japanese style versus American style. Gosh, so many possibilities of Kofi's champion. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Another guy that might, I think. And the, I guess Lana's not salty anymore. The fact that they got, you know, Rusev is going, yeah, is that WrestleMania? Cannot stand Lana. <laughs> Oh. Cannot stand Lana one bit. Uh, she don't bother uh, me. I, I swear to God, she bothers me so much. <laughs> uh, but I think a future contender for Kofi Kingston is a guy that he's got not a lot of history with, but there was something going on like 10 years ago. Randy Orton. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. We, we mentioned it earlier. I, I thought guess. this was going to open the show, but it turned out it was second. Uh, me, personally, I was looking forward to this match the second most mm-hmm. after the Kofi match. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think I, I'm a I'm, I don't care what anybody says. I love Randy Orton. I think he is so good, and, and just like you know, as 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 a wrestler who's training, like I watch him all the time. I think he's so good, so crisp, so fluid. AJ Styles, enough said. I liked the match a lot. I thought 
I didn't think. Oh, it's just so hard because this mania was so good. Like there were so many possibilities about like what can be the best match of the night. These guys didn't disappoint in my opinion, mm-hmm. but like there was so much good that I feel like this match got lost in the shuffle amongst so many good things. Do you think it's because maybe the way they were placed in? No, I think it's because of Kofi. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. What do you think about the storyline? I loved it. I love the storyline. I thought it was just between two guys. And again, I I will say this all the time. I say this about all the time on almost every show that I'm on. Mm -hmm. I think what the women's revolution needs is a match between two women at Mania, not for a title, no gimmicks, no playboy pillow fight, just two women who just want to see who's better. The men have that all the time. Yes. Why can't the women have that? Okay. You know what I mean? So I feel like with the women, the only match we saw in Mania uh, with the women on the main card was the main event. You know? Like, where was... I know I know both belts were drawn on the line, but like... Or, and the women's match. But like, they were both for championships. I want to see one-on-one, woman versus woman. Who's better? AJ and Orton got it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just, I just want to see that at some point. But I, I just... I, I liked the match. It was really good. I was invested. What did you think? Uh, AJ Styles pretty much proved that the indie guys are here. The indie guys are taking over. And, you know, I hope with storyline that knocks some Randy Orton, you know, in the head. Like, yo, you know, you guys had your time. And it just made me so happy because I do like Randy Orton. You know, I like that guy since he debuted back in, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. And I've always been a fan, you know. But... When it comes to, I'm a soft side when it comes to indies. I really am because I see these guys' career in front of my eyes at event shows, and I see them where they come from. And, you know, AJ Styles has worked his ass off for so many years to make it to the WWE. Doesn't matter how he got there, he got there. And I think he pretty much proved the world that, hey, I'm freaking AJ Styles. I worked my ass off for more like more than 10 years to get here. And I did it because I wasn't someone's I wasn't related to anybody. I did it because I love this business and I did it and he got so much exposure in the indies when he freaking sh- freaking came out. Everybody knew who he was. Of course, he was in TNA for a very long time. But still, after that, he went to New Japan Pro Wrestling, became part of one of the biggest factions over there, and still became relevant and is relevant today. And I applaud for AJ for, you know, showing that, hey, the indie guys, you know, are here. You mentioned, do you think if it was maybe on too early, just Mm because previous manias we saw Brett Nowen open the show steal the show. Mm-hmm. We saw Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero at 21 steal the show. It wasn't the best match of the show, but it was like one of the top two against uh, with, with Angle and Sean. So I think the placement of the match has nothing to do with it because if you want to be the best match on the card, doesn't matter what match placement you are. You're going to be the best match of the card if you want to if you want to have it. And just again, there was so much good this tonight that like it's just hard because like different stories and like I'm so in, I was so invested in the Kofi story that like I just couldn't wait for that match you know right and and for me I was more invested into AJ and Orton because you know because of the indie scene and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff but one thing that I I really would loved had you know would love to have seen was if AJ going on top of the rope and then you know doing the um the, the when well he when he jumped on top of the rope over um to get Randy Orton in the you know in the 
his move, mm. he could have RKO him outside of the ring. Oh, yeah. if he, that spot. Mm. That would have been a dope, you know, that would have been really dope to see. But, you know, overall, these two guys did an amazing job. Um, really enjoyed uh, Randy Orton's entrance, the vi- you know, the Viper on top yeah, and yeah. the snakes. Thought that was really cool. Fun fact, Randy Orton actually owned a python when he was in yeah. high school. Yeah. I, I was a very psycho big fan <laughs> when I was like 13. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned AJ Styles being a teenager. Guy, another teenage guy, uh, man. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna have say, like, if you would have told me that Ray and Samoa Joe would have had the worst match of the night at a WrestleMania, I it was been, like, too quick. It was too quick. And I mean, again, it's just what they're given. I'm sure they're not. I'm sure when they put the match together, they're not like, let's have a one minute match. Do you, you know? think it's because of the things that we heard about Ray's ankle? Maybe. Do you think uh, that's that, why uh, they, they did that? That crossed my mind. Uh-huh. You know, obviously we didn't really see him limping, but it's it's good to kind of mask it. Maybe like I feel five, like six days I feel later. like it was a waste of Ray, of Ray Mysterio's outfit. I feel like it was a waste of Samoa Joe all over. Like like if you would have thought like man, like Samoa Joe was healthy two years ago, he wasn't on. I mean after and after NXT, he was healthy two years ago. He wasn't on. He was on the show. He was healthy last year. He wasn't on the show. Now he's healthy and he has a one minute match. Like. I don't know. It's like to me that kind of reminds me of like reminiscent of Daniel Bryan. Do you think they hyped up this storyline way too much? I think it was a wrong match to have. First off, I thought it should have been Ray versus Andrade in a hair versus mask match. That's just me. I mean, uh... but then again, I get it. Maybe I'm wrong about how they book Mania, but with with Mania, if you have like. 12 matches, right? Because we, I, I, I thought we should have saw Hardy versus Usos. Right. I thought we should have Ray Same. versus Ray, Ray versus Andrade. Um, if you have, all but these, we've seen them wrestle so many times. Not in a hair versus mask match. And you, come on, we know and who's going to win that. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 at, and at Mania, like I don't know, I feel like it would have been even better than what we saw on SmackDown. But, but again, this is maybe, maybe, maybe their defense, and where you have all these mania, mania type. Build up matches, right? Mm-hmm. Hardy versus Usos belongs on Mania. Ray versus Andrade, in my opinion, belongs at Mania. So if you have like twelve matches that belong on Mania, from a business standpoint, why would you put it all on Mania? You know, you know what I mean? Like Mania is going to sell itself, right. so why not put this Mania, this WrestleMania type match, on like a backlash on a Money in the Bank? If people aren't going to pay money to see that, put it on another pay per view. So I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going to do. So I'll give them. I won't, you know, be too upset about it, even though I think Hardy Zeus says was totally, was totally for the bill. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I, I'll give them a pass. Still, by default, it has to be my least favorite match, the mm-hmm. the, the uh, Mysterio Samoa Joe, because we just, we did see like one or two cool moves. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we and a waste of an outfit. Yeah, that that <laughs> um, it kind of blends in, not blends in the match itself, but another guy with Age of Souls, n- never had history with, but you mentioned Bullet Club, Finn Balor, Demon Balor, uh, against Bobby Lashley. Uh, I know you're a big Finn Balor fan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, Prince did. Were you one of those people that says, wait, you're going to be the demon against Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship, but not the demon against Brock Lesnar for the Universal okay, Championship? Okay, so I got in an argument with somebody who about this situation. I got in an argument with a drunk idiot. Well, I don't want to call him an idiot, but a, a drunk person. And you have to realize every time... So when we... Well, when I used to see Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, in the New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was, you know, he did the face paint and all that fun stuff. When he came to WWE, I'm glad he kept that. And 
recently you have to understand the demon is an attraction, mm-hmm. just like Brock Lesnar is. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that if you have Finn Balor become the demon every time he's going for a championship, what support, you know, it doesn't really bring excitement to the buildup. No, I agree. And for me, every time Finn is the demon, he wins the champ. You know, he wins. And he, obviously, he wasn't going to win with Brock Lesnar, so they mm-hmm. probably don't ha- didn't have him do that. Yeah. But you know, I, you know, Finn Balor, I, you know, just amazing at what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he's okay. You know, very <laughs> that spot was a very was a spot but you know for me i enjoyed this match very happy finn is the ic title you know champion we'll see how what goes i hope this ends Mm -hmm. their storyline because to be quite honest i'm just pretty much over it and um we'll see what happens and you know shout out to bobby lashley he got you know some new eyes i'm not gonna (laughs) lie this was the match i was looking forward to the least or one of the least what I don't know. Just the buildup was like, I don't know. It just felt forced. Because of the... Of, everything. Uh, because of their storyline? everything. Like, I don't know. It just... So do you think that they shouldn't have promoted the demon? They should have just had it out and just uh, have everyone be excited? Or do you think... I think so. I think they should have kept it a surprise. Again, it's one Same of those thing. where, like, where, like, people are already bought mania. You know, right? Like, I don't think I don't think if he didn't promote the demon, I think it would have got one less. Oh my! Oh my God! Now I'm going to subscribe to the network because he's going to come out as a demon. Like, if that's the case, like what? Like what? There's so much other stuff. I wish this match was a little longer. Um, you know, just saying. Yeah, I mean, um, I I thought it it, thought it wasn't bad. Definitely a lot better than its SmackDown counterpart of of Ray versus Samoa Joe. Um, but speaking of Raw, you had Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, to me, this match was everything I expected it to be. I wasn't disappointed. I was bored. I wasn't like, I wasn't bored, but I wasn't like, oh my God, this, no. this match is exciting. <laughs> I think, I think to me, this is hard. Not, I don't want to say hard to predict because it's like, you don't, you don't have Roman Reigns lose so soon, but he's not going to be undefeated just because he battled leukemia and won, you know, like at some point he's going to have to lose. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I, I think it kind of sucks for Drew because he's, he can ride such a high momentum where it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I get why they had the match, but like, I don't know. I would have liked to seen Dean involved, to be honest with you. Me too, but John Moxley might be coming around. So you weren't, so you weren't gonna... really excited with this match? I didn't really care for it, to be quite honest. Mm. I was just a little bored of it. Um, I didn't even like the whole storyline of it. Um, I didn't like the fact that they had to put, you know, his cancer into the storyline. I mean, I get it for certain purposes, but I just wasn't really a fan of that, you know, of that. Because for me, you know, as you know, I do have a heart condition. I had, multiple, you know, multiple bone heart surgeries. And if, you know, I had the opportunity to become a professional wrestler and do all that fun stuff, I wouldn't want that situation to be part, even though it's a part of me, I wouldn't, you know, just a little, it's a little weird. I don't know. But um, I wasn't really into the match as I thought it was going to be. But overall, I mean, happy for Roman, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you, thank you. Uh, what did you think of Alexa Bliss as the host? I thought she did great. I liked her outfits. Um, you know, she she looked very, you know, beautiful in all of those outfits. Mm-hmm. I really thought green was very her color. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I thought it was a very uh, interesting that she didn't bring out more legends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what did you think of Hogan? It's okay, you can say it. This is the platform to say whatever is on your mind. I, d- I don't care for Hogan because I didn't grow up in that era. I wasn't okay. even a thought of in the eighties, so I wasn't even born in the eighties. So I can't, I can't relate to Hulk Hogan. I can't relate to Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I could only relate to the guys yeah, in the Attitude Era yeah. in the early two thousands. So. With Hogan, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were very excited to see him. I was excited to see um, Nash and Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was amazing. I'm like, yo, fun. that's that's. I just watched you guys when I was a little being a little kid. <laughs> it looks like we have another uh, old AfterBuzz alumni on the line. Another oh. wrestling fan. I know he's a big MMA guy, but this isn't an MMA after show. This is a WWE after show. <laughs> J Tan, are you on the line? George Hamosa, J10716. way past my bedtime here. Now you're going to call me old. You're on the West Coast, so you're fine. <laughs> How's everything? <laughs> everything is fine. It's good to talk to you. Yeah. I am uh, watching what I guess is kind of a staggered feed here of the show. Let me just uh, close up my uh, iPad here and just uh, talk with you guys uh, straight shooting. How are you, my boy? So, of course. And What's it's funny because like, cause this is Anissa Bar. I don't know if you guys ever met, uh, but I know she was a fan of our UFC after show. But uh, that's no, funny. Like we, we met because of MMA, but it wasn't until later I found out you were a big wrestling fan as well. Yeah, I've grown up with it. It's really funny, interesting. Um, listening to what Anissa was just talking about, having no... Uh, no connection to uh, to the Hulkster. Um, mm-hmm. I have my own issues with him, but that's that aside. Um, I, I agree with what you're, you know, thinking. You and I are probably thinking the same <laughs> thought. I just don't want to say it out here because I don't want the comments nah, to what a, burn me. Geez, fuck that guy. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm, I'm a guest, so I get to do that kind of thing. <laughs> you're, 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 you already got in trouble. You already got in trouble one time here, which we won't get into. Uh-oh. But uh, <laughs> I, I know that Two, me, three times. Well, that one time we're specifically. About about DraftKings, but I know I know me <laughs> and you are always investing. You remember that? We, me and you are always investing, yeah. and, and a friend of ours in Sonia Deville. Now I'm gonna we're, we'll talk about the show in general overall, but uh, obviously she was a part yeah. of the, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. We always follow her on SmackDown with her storyline with Mandy Rose. Are you a little Are you a little upset that she wasn't involved in that tag team match, or maybe in something where it wasn't going to get lost in that Battle Royal? You know, actually, not really. Um, I, I think I was. Well, maybe so. I was disappointed that uh, they ended up in the, in the battle royale, but uh, it was nice to see her uh, go as long as she did. Um, I, what was really going to bother me was that uh, uh, was the idea of her winning mm-hmm. and winning with her hair down. It's like, honey, <laughs> don't book, <laughs> don't have a catchphrase as great as that as she's got. You know, put your hair up and square up, yeah. and then they book her to win with her hair down. It's like, oh man, talk about the uh, quintessential psychological. Uh, turn there that's no good stick with your gimmick but uh hey i mean the guys in the back call the shots not her right yeah and then anisa what did you think about the women's battle royal hell i'm so excited we got to see candace LeRae. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, um, Candice LeRae is has you know the first time I ever saw Candice LeRae was uh, on you know at a, at a PWG mm-hmm. show through like a YouTube video, yeah, and you know she was someone that paved the way and made intergender wrestling relevant. Was the only woman in the SoCal wrestling that pretty much beat the crap out of res- uh, mm-hmm. men in the wrestling industry, and I'm always going to be a Candice LeRae fan, and I'm glad that she was able to be a part of the Battle Royal, and um, she was there to shine. You know, I don't know Sonia Deville, like you got you, you two do know her, mm-hmm. but um, if you're part of the AfterBuzz family and you go to WWE, I'm always going to support you, mm-hmm. because you also paved the way mm-hmm. here for people like me to be part, you know, to host uh, wrestling shows. So, you know, I hope we get to see Sonia Deville maybe become the next women's champion. And she's definitely going to be the next women's champion because she has the perfect storyline where the fact that she is, you know, gay. And I hope we get to see that more of the light in WWE and to maybe, you know, if she's comfortable with maybe do a storyline with it. But overall, I like to see her versus Oh, you know she's comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. But There is no no holding back that girl. (laughs) But I hope we get to see her versus Mandy Rose one on one someday. I think so. I think there's a little bit of tension God, that I've was building up. Waiting for that. Yeah. Another thing. I keep, I keep encouraging her to shoot on Mandy, and she just doesn't <laughs> take my advice. Another thing that about Jay Tan that me and him had a lot in common, aside from wrestling, was like we both have a love for Saturday Night Live. Apparently, I didn't even know this until after you moved away. <laughs> uh, I forgot how we like you know mentioned it, but like, oh cool, you love SNL. I love SNL too. So that kind of leads into. I like Mad TV better. What? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because, well, like I was, uh, wanted to say earlier, listening to uh, to Anissa there, um, you know, I, I enjoyed WrestleMania uh, overall tonight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I I dig it, sometimes I don't. I'm I'm not I'm not too hyped on on WWE in general overall, to be honest. But I still watch the uh, you know I'll, I'll make sure I know what's going on with Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I will not miss a mania. It feels like it's should be a uh, you know it's it's a day of observance mm-hmm. for wrestling fans. I agree. But uh, but here's the thing. Um, it's it's interesting how generational it is, and over the evolution of it in 35 years, you know we've seen it. Uh, we've seen kind of the theme or the direction or tone of the show become many different things, and I think now um, it's. It's as much, you guys were having some great conversations on the show. I've been watching, and uh, it's as much for the people involved in the show as it is for the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an experience of being there. That's a huge thing that wasn't, it, it couldn't be appreciated, um, you know, in the first probably 10 years of it, you know, because it was just a huge wrestling show where uh, people were in the, you know, big, uh, big paydays. Not that that's not the case now. But now, WrestleMania is something to experience in in your lifetime, and so it's fascinating that somebody like Anissa doesn't have uh, can't relate to a Hulk Hogan, but uh, to her, you know, Nash and Hall, uh, you know, she's gonna pop yeah. for them. Um, you know, I was I, I got sick of them when they were Vinny Vega and uh, <laughs> Big Scott Hall in the AWA, yeah, so. or the Diamond um, Stud. You know, it's yeah, yeah, the Diamond Stud. You know, Oz. Um, it's gonna change. WrestleMania is is always going to be uh, different in in tone. Um, even though even if some things are very uh, straightforward, you know, in in terms of booking and um, you know whether you know parody of of how you handle the titles and who's getting the push, et cetera, et cetera, who's leaving the company. Um, it's it's a product of emotion, 
And I thought there were some fantastic emotional moments on this show. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's going to evolve continually and it's going to change based on the fans. I did want to get your overall thoughts on the show in a second, but what did you think of the men's battle Royal? Obviously we had Michael Chan, Colin Joe's kind of be the focal point of the battle Royal. Did you enjoy that kind of crossover with SNL and WWE at all? Um, I mean, I did kind of call the spot of them once they ducked underneath, figured they'd be there for a while, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the the finish with uh, Ben. Um, You know what bothered me about the the, the one pet peeve I had with with the battle royals in general? The men's one, you know, men, women's, I could give or take it. Um, Actually, I I did think, I've never been a Braun Strowman guy Mm -hmm. uh, at all, but I thought he looked really good. They made him, uh, uh, they made him out to be the monster that... I've never really saw him as, mm-hmm. you know, despite all of his backstage stuff, you know, Reigns, you know, throwing him into the ambulance and uh, all the violence. He never got over with me like that. Uh, but in this case, uh, he did. And, but the thing that bothers me is why are all these guys walking out at the same time? <laughs> like I, it, it, I'm, I'm shocked at how conditioned I apparently am with the Royal rumble. Mm-hmm. And not that you want a show like WrestleMania to go longer than it did, but, I kind of feel like you do have to have these guys come out one at a time. Um, that bothered me, like, when I saw it with the women. They're all walking out there. and like, wait, they're about to go and get in a fight. Why are they all yeah. cool with just walking out there at the same time? What's that about? And I have to agree um, with you on that because, you know, when we do have these uh, uh, battle royals at WrestleMania, a lot, of these pe- a lot of these guys and girls are coming from NXT and you know, there's a lot of people that are WWE fans don't really watch NXT and it would be mm-hmm. nice to, you know, show, hey, you know, this is the future. This is what you, you know, watch on NXT. These are the next people that might come on the main roster. So check these guys out by yeah. giving them an entrance. It's less, it's le- it, ta- it, it can take away from a, from a young kid's, um, and I, that disparagingly, their, their WrestleMania moment, you know, but, uh, but at the same time, um, it is an economy of time, and you got to get them as many people on the show uh, as, as you can for that one night. I'd, you know, it started the length of the whole thing, uh, even though it, it did seem to go by at a, at a decent clip for me, uh, for my impression. Um, I wonder about. I'm sure they've they've talked about it before, but uh, I wonder about toying with the idea of starting to do two day events. I hope they never do that. I don't think. Yeah, not not the case for Mania anytime soon, uh, and we'll see New Japan, you know, experiment with it uh, next year. But it is a way of um, giving, you know, giving the undercard more time to bubble and, and more time to focus. I mean, we're talking about some of these matches that blew by and you know didn't necessarily have as much resonance or reason to be as uh, the main event or the top, you know, four or five matches. Um, I could have given without. Uh, AJ and uh, and Randy mm-hmm. and you guys didn't like Joe and Mysterio. Um, you know, you break it up over two two nights. Um, people are gonna, some people are gonna be pick and choose, and it'll be a little bit easier for them to do uh, uh, to pick what what matches they want to see live. Other people are gonna be so nuts about it that they're gonna spend on two days, and uh, you know, and and that's another. Uh, Potential for a bigger payday for everybody, Maybe, I, I mean, WWE not going anywhere, so you, mm-hmm. they always have time to experiment. But what, what was your favorite moment or maybe moments of the night? I mean, it was a long five-and-a-half-hour, uh, without the pre-show, five-and-a-half-hour <laughs> card. Do you have, like, a moment that we're like, man, like, this really got me emotional or this really was one of my favorite? 
the Kofi win. The Kofi win was uh, was big for me. And here's the funny thing: it wasn't. Uh, I I haven't been following that storyline much. I I watch I watch WWE for Daria. Um, that's you know, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll catch the storylines, but um, she's uh, she, she's the one that I like watching. Uh, uh, on TV uh, the most, obviously for loyalty reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the Kofi thing, um, man, I know what that meant to so many people. And your conversation with uh, Cole, uh, who is just a pain in the ass to negotiate <laughs> with. She's, when that guy, when I was booking Scorpio Sky in 2014 for, uh, for the University of MMA, oh my God, that guy just kept asking for more and more and more. <laughs> and she, and he got most all of it. Mm-hmm. It killed me. <laughs> Don't try and do business with that guy. He just uh, <laughs> he he is going to take the shirt off your back. But uh, the, the conversation that you guys had with uh, with Cole, um, you know, it's I think it's this. You know, there the underdog storyline gets just about everybody every time. That's a large part of what that was. Mm-hmm. I think it means more on top of that to. Uh, to African-American uh, fans, you know, black community, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that was doubly sweet. Um, but, yeah, that was a, an awesome feel-good moment. Um, I enjoyed the main event. The craziest spot for me, um, and I know there were a lot of insane bumps, stuff that probably didn't need to happen, but the one that, you know, I kind of was surprised by the most really was uh, Bobby Lashley's dive through the ropes. I don't know what it was about that, but, like, that one – freaked me out even more so than uh um than Miz and Shane doing their uh you know their their suplex plunge there. Mm-hmm. Uh there there was something about maybe it was a camera angle but something something about seeing a guy of Bobby's size, you know, just drill through the ropes like that. That uh that freaked me out. I'm glad uh looked like he landed better, at least uh, probably not too injured, hopefully. J10 at 71 or at J10716 we're going to wrap up in a little bit. When are you coming to Los Angeles? That's a good question. Um, you will be among the first to know when I do. Uh, possibly later this year. I'd like to – I miss it. I miss everybody down there. I'd like to come down and uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, when you come Hopefully back, later on you'll year. have an open invitation. We'll even maybe bring back the UFC after show for one night only. <laughs> Well, there's so well, many of those shows. We'll Lesnar is going to be. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can cover Cormier uh, Lesnar over here. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Cool. Uh, well, let's, let's book it. Cool. Thank you so much for calling in. I uh, always talk to you, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you again very soon. Darn tootin', man. I'll be around. Nisa, very good to talk with you. Thank you. Hey, you guys too. come on up sometime. You uh, you like Mindy. George, here's your assignment. Get her up here to Seattle. Defy Wrestling has, uh, I got to say, Defy has really uh, you live in Seattle? find my love for, I'm, I'm up here in Seattle, and Defy is every bit as good as you read it to be. I, I've, it's, heard, it's I've heard of Defy. Really... What's that? I've heard of Defy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've helped me find, you know, I, I go as a fan. I'm not involved with them in any, in any way, but um, Defy has, uh, their their audience is very special. Uh, they've helped me. Uh, I, I hate to say to use the Shawn Michaels cliche, but um, you know, I found my smile for wrestling. Again. What a mark! Like I'm really what a mark! Enjoy it again. What a mark! It is what it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jay. We'll be talking soon. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys take care. Then. Thank you, thank you as well.
That was fun. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. We're going to start wrapping up, so we only got two more matches to talk about. Yes, we What do. did you think of the Tony Nese-Buddy Murphy match? I'm going to be quite honest. You didn't watch it. No, I was listening to it. Well, I'll watch it. I thought it was a great match. I mean, I'm a big fan of well, Tony Nese. I was on my Murphy. way to a WrestleMania party. It took me about over an hour to get there because mm-hmm. I live far. And I was just listening to it. Um, I love Nigel McGuinness on mm-hmm. commentary. Just, the, you know, I just love uh, the way he talks on commentary, mm-hmm. the way he makes me feel about these matches on 205 Live. Uh, very happy for Tony Nese. Uh, got all He's the, from the area, too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Tony Nice really, really deserved that this championship. Yeah, I mean, from what I you know was here. Great match. <laughs> Obviously, the the, the Krujewitz never disappoint. Another guys that were from the area that got their big win, and this is one of my favorite moments of the night too. Yeah. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Heck yeah! Like I mean, he was at Owen two sixty one. The or... streak is over. Yeah, like like I mean that's so. Co- I mean, my only beef with the match is like it had zero build up. Like Ryder and Hawkins, I don't even, I don't even think have been on Raw in the past like month. Mm-hmm. So like suddenly they have a tag team championship match like at Mania. Like I mean that kind of like mm-hmm. takes me a little bit away. But and I think uh, everyone's new favorite wrestler is uh, Dash Wilder. Dash Wilder. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but again, uh, again, I, I think I think the match was great. Again, I I, I thought. The fact that it didn't have any buildup, I thought, I mean, maybe obviously it helps that they were in their hometown, uh, that, that, you know, they got a big reaction for Hawkins. Um, again, Zack Ryder, just a couple years ago, he was like complaining about he never heard hear his theme song. I know he heard it in, on the first, in, in the beginning of the match and then the end of the match of the latter match of 32. Now you got to hear it in the beginning and now you got to hear his buddy. And, you know, the fact that they train in the area with Mikey Whiprack, I think it was called New York Wrestling Connection mm-hmm. with, with, you know, they train together. And then they got this big victory in front of 80, I mean, maybe maybe 75,000 people. I think people were still kind of coming in. But still, it's still pretty cool to see them with that big victory tag team championship Definitely, match. especially um, as when they first came into the business, as we all saw them as edgeheads. And to see how much they've grown, especially with Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. you know, going to storylines with John Great Cena. Great weekend for him, going, too. Yeah, going to Got story- engaged. Got engaged to my favorite women's wrestler. Really? You like Chelsea Green? Oh, girl. I mean, oh girl, oh, sorry, wow. but wow. I, Chelsea Green, you don't understand. You don't understand. I gave Chelsea Green like the coolest. You mean Megan Miller? No, Chelsea Green from Impact. Megan Miller? And I know who you're talking about. Okay. No, but um, I ever since uh, you know Chelsea being a part of Impact and being a hot mess, uh-huh. I just fell in love with her and. You know, she's just somebody that I think a lot of people are going to be excited to watch when she makes. Were you there when she was at PCW? Yes. One of the nicest girls. Oh, yes. She was super nice. I was, she was at bar wrestling multiple times and I gave her an idea. Maybe she should do half and half on a pin of Crazy Hot Mess and, Mm -hmm. you know, Chelsea Green. And then at all in, she designed her outfit as Crazy Hot Mess. And so I was like, oh my God, I feel so cool. But um, congratulations to both of them. I'm very excited for them. Uh, Chelsea Green, you know, did this uh, WWPC, talked about her first date with Zack Ryder, how she did not want to Mm -hmm. pretty much go on the date with him and she ended up doing it and then two years later she's still with him so congratulations to Zach Ryder because uh and Kurt Hawkins because you know the streak is over but now what's next honestly I think they're gonna lose it to the revival the revival do you think so or do you think they're gonna go on uh, a winning streak they're gonna lose it no they're gonna you're gonna do the same thing that Zach Ryder happened happened him three years ago he's gonna lose the next day do you think there's gonna be call-ups I honestly, okay, we're going to wrap up soon. I really hope not. 
Okay. Because there are so many people on the roster. Like, who are they going to call up? And what are they going to do with them? And what about the other people that are on the roster? Like, there's right. so many people. Like, who are they going to call up? Anybody. Like, who, though? Bianca Belair. I don't know. I love Bianca Belair. But then again, you don't want Bianca Belair to be part of the main roster and get lost. Exactly. Like, so they call up so many people. Like, look at all the people they called up, like, a couple months ago. Right. Like, and again, not talking about Gargano, because obviously that, that the whole thing happened. But, like, look at EC3. Like, he was just, like, a, a small blurb in, in the memorial Battle Royal. Look at Lacey Evans. Like, she she should have had something, I mean, besides, besides just walking out. You know, like, Heavy Machinery is doing her thing. Nikki Cross. Like, wh- where is she at? Like, yeah. she, you know what I mean? Like, all these people that get called up. Like, and then what? Like, even, look like last year, like, Noah Jose, job on main event. You know, uh, I can't even think of anyone else. But it's, like, all these people that get called up, like, then they do nothing with them. Yeah. Well, um, before we go, I do want to say congratulations to X-Pac. Uh, Sean X-Pac, who is, uh, who does his uh, X-Pac 1, 2, 360 show mm-hmm. here on After Buzz. You and I have both worked with him um, before. and I never have. You never have? I have never have. Oh, my gosh. Met him, met him many times. <laughs> but I well, ne- I, never um, I had a beautiful opportunity to work with him and for his podcast. And to see him par- um, being inducted to the Hall of Fame is very uh, surreal and very emotional because seeing Sean and you know, knowing him on a personal, uh, pretty much on a personal level, mm-hmm. uh, working here, it just made me so happy for him. And he definitely does deserve it. And everybody in the Hall of Fame deserved to be part of the Hall of Fame, you know, China and Tori. And I'm glad we got two women inducted in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend. It was a great weekend. And again, yeah. it's not over yet. I it's mean, not over, but I'm still got Ron Smackdown. No, this is going to happen tomorrow. Okay, so <laughs> Ron Smackdown. Um, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Everybody in the chat, trust me, I read every single one of them. <laughs> Ghost8386, I too am a big fan of In Living Color. Uh, Keep the conversation going in the chat room, in the comments down below. I think right there should be the comments. Listen, we're going to keep talking about this. WrestleMania is like the biggest event of the year. I love WrestleMania. I think it's top to bottom. Out of 35, give me five seconds. Where would you rank WrestleMania 35? Uh, 8.5. No, like like from 1 through 35. Like my favorite? No, no, like like where would you put it? Like, oh, this is the the fourth best mania, the eighth best mania. Like, I don't know. Oh man, <laughs> it's a lightning round. Okay, where can people find you? Where can where can people find you on Twitter? Instagram, uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Anisa Bar with three R's at the end. I pretty much known as the indie girl on NXT TV uh, here at AfterBuzz TV because I go to all the indie shows and here in SoCal wrestling. I know my wrestling. I'm awesome, and you should just follow me. I also do the Miz and Mrs. After Show, and pretty much, uh, hopefully, if you're in SoCal area, come to PWG, come to PCW Ultra, come to Bar Wrestling, and let's hang out and enjoy wrestling. To answer my own question, I'd say top four best WrestleManias of all time. I think it was a great show from top to bottom. Because last year, I think it got ruined by Nicholas. Uh, G Hermosa, <laughs> G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, let's keep talking about it. It's WrestleMania, damn it. Keep keep it going. See you guys next time. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.